This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am excited today to have my next guest. This woman I've actually known for quite a while. I met her over 10 years ago. We've been friends. I met her when I was doing a network marketing business and she was one of the leaders that I looked up to. We weren't even in the same team uh, necessarily, but you know, she was so kind and taught me so much. I looked up to her quite a bit. She's also was a, I think, personal trainer at the time. So I just, you know, thought she was so knowledgeable. Found out that she actually was a badass who used to be in the Coast Guard. (laughs) So I'm excited to have you. Tracy Brown, how are you? I am so great, and I'm so glad to be here. And I just, uh, as I always say, I just love me some Pam. (laughs) Me too. I love me some (laughs) Tracy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, so Tracy, you were a rescue swimmer on both small boats and helicopters, a firefighter, navigator, and a heavy uh, weather surf coxswain. Was it coxswain? It's actually pronounced coxswain. Coxswain, yeah. amongst other titles. And this is the thing, you guys, this is back in the 80s, um, and she's a female, so you just have to know how badass that is because that's predominantly a male thing and that you probably have mostly men on your team, right? Uh, it was all men, actually. There. Uh, for that heavy weather surf coxswain, that was a very, that was a, it's a funny story in that, uh, you know, this, this opportunity came around, that, which happens a lot, you know, you were in the military and they, mm-hmm. Hey, who wants to volunteer whatever? And I, and I'm like, yeah, I want to. And they're like, Oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, why? And they're like, cause you're a girl. And I'm like, um, that never stopped me before. <laughs> so that's the only reason is cause I'm a girl. And they're like, well, yeah. And maybe your equipment doesn't fit. Maybe you're kind of little. And I'm like, I'm sorry, none of those things have ever stopped me before. So, you know, why don't you just let me try? Right. And, and I guess two other women tried and they, they left because of, they got hyperthermia and they quit. And, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't quit. So they actually let me try, which was hysterical. And there was oh no, I, was the only, I was the only girl in that whole thing. That is crazy. How <laughs> many hysterical. years did you do that? Well, I did search and rescue for a, about two years. Mm-hmm. Two years with search and rescue. The uh, the heavy weather surf coxswain was it was like a certification, mm-hmm. so you could actually you know bad things happen out in the surf. They I was certified to get somebody out there and get people back. So that was a three week course uh, up in San Francisco, launching mm-hmm. little boats from the beach into twenty five foot breakers, and then big you know forty one foot boats out in the ocean up on rocks and stuff. It was yeah. it was kind of nutty. Wow. So yeah. now what you did from there is you, of course, you were, in the, you were in the Coast Guard and now you have a business where you help people with pain and uh, recovering from pain and scar tissue. Yes. Uh, but you, uh, and, and I want to really talk about your book because it kind of, it really fits into everything that you have gone through. Um, mm-hmm. but one of the main things that comes up is PTS. Yes. And, uh, and I really love talking about this because even I'm trying to understand it a lot myself. My, my brother suffers from mm-hmm. PPS and I know a lot of people out here suffer from it from different rays for different, for different reasons throughout their mm-hmm. life. So tell me a little bit about how you discovered that you were suffering from that and where that came from. 
Yeah, that's a, it's a great question because there's, there's, it's quite a stigma and there's still a lot of confusion around what PTS, and then there's a D there, PTSD, but that's a disorder. Um, and the stigma for me came around, I, I didn't know that I had it. Let me, let me go back to this. I found out, I realized that I was dealing with this because I'd always thought that I was just a little different when I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I wasn't reacting to things, but I just, you, you don't put two and two together. This was the eighties still, nobody talked about PTSD. So, you know, I got a dental exam going out, but they didn't ask me how my brain was, wow, you know? Yes, that's true. I mean, they, they do it now, yeah. but they didn't do it then. Yeah. And so, you know, my teeth were good, uh, <laughs> but, but I was still dealing with some things. Right. So um, years go by. I mean, I was, I was undiagnosed for over 30 years. Wow. And it, when we met, I still didn't know that I had PTS. Wow. I just knew that I had days where I am not going to go outside. There are days that I'm not going to go see people. There are days that I am not on. Yeah. And so I would just hide away, yeah. which is what a lot of people do. Right. And so PTS really post-traumatic stress. Let's just look at that. Stress after trauma is actually a very normal response. Yes. And this is what I learned. But I read a friend of mine posted on Facebook. This is how I realized, uh oh, something's wrong here. Um, a friend of mine posted 16 characteristics of PTSD on Facebook, mm-hmm. probably about nine years ago. Uh-huh. And I'm an information hound because when you think there's something going on in your brain that is not normal, you kind of try to fix things and you read a lot. I became a, great, a big information hound. And so I had 14 out of 16 of those. Wow. And I was like, oh, gosh, that can't be good. (laughs) You know, and I did what I thought any normal person would do. I put that information aside and I just went on with my day because I had no way to process that. Right. I did. I'm like, you know, you kind of go forgive the language, but I had this, oh shit moment. It was just like, now what do I do? Now what? Now what? Yeah. So that's when I realized it. Um, and in my studies and, and I kind of write about this in the book too, it's just like, Post stress after a trauma is very normal. Every single human being goes through this for an hour, a day, a week. It just, it's normal. It's a normal processing in the, in the brain. What happens when, when that D comes around, post-traumatic stress disorder, it becomes, it's a more of a chronic thing. You haven't addressed it. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't, you never looked at it. It's like, and the, where the real light bulb went off was with my work as a physiotherapist working with scar tissue and pain. Yeah. A lot of people come in and they, they, my shoulder hurts. I just woke up one morning, my shoulder hurt. Well, uh, nothing happens in the body like immediately, unless it's a blunt force trauma. Right. If you just wake up one morning and nothing ever happened, it's something that's been going on for on and on and on and on. And then sooner or later, your body just goes, I can't function like this anymore. Right. And it shuts down. Mm-hmm. Well, our heart and our brains do the same thing. Yeah. We function and we function and we function until we can't. Yeah. And so we lose our latitude. We lose our emotional latitude, just like you lose your emotional, your, your physical motion. Mm-hmm. And that's where the light bulbs were just going off in my head. It's just like, oh, emotional scar tissue is just like physical scar tissue. It is a confused state of something that is not functioning properly. And you've got to reorganize it. Mm, so then you, that, yeah, go that ahead. opened up everything, everything, everything. So then what did you do? Like, the, I mean, cause now you're, you're like making the connection between the physical scars mm-hmm. 
and your and your and your mental or emotional scars. Yeah. So how do you start to unconfuse it? Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So you know, for years and years and years, I, I had been taught. I, I believe that I could do anything. My mom taught me that I can do anything, which is yeah. probably why I did the crazy stuff I did in the coast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I bought in. I'm like, yeah, I can do anything. And she's like, don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. And, and her, she always taught me, if you, put your, if you set your mind to something, you can do it. What happened with PTS is I, my, my emotional foundation had been shaken so much by the trauma that I did not have the emotional capacity or the ability to help myself. Right. And I think that happens, happens with a lot of us because we, we get into this mindset that is just a little, it's confused. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had a big stigma about asking for help because when you're, and this happens with a lot of people that are leaders, uh, military, first responders, when you are the one that's been helping people and rescuing people and taking right. the lead, it's very hard to ask for help because you just don't know how you don't, you, you think you should, you should and I call this shooting on myself. Mm-hmm. I was shooting on myself that I should be able to do this. I should be able to figure this out. I should be able to get this. I can do anything if I set my mind to it. All these mantras yeah. that didn't help. Right. They would send me back into another loop. So um, what realizing that emotional scar tissue and physical scar tissue, physical injury, we'll just call it an injury or an insult because that's what I call it in the book. Uh, and that's what they call it in medical terms. When you've had an insult to the body. So when you've had those kind of insults, um, if you broke a leg, you wouldn't even think twice about going to a doctor. Right. You wouldn't think twice about it. It's like, I can't walk. I should go see the doctor. Right. Well, we, how many of us don't even think about that with our mental health? You know, we don't think, you know, we just think, oh, I can just make it through today. I'm just having a bad day or I'm just depressed or I'm just, you know, it's just a low day. No, no, you, you, you have an injury. Yeah have somebody that knows how to take care of that injury, look at it. It's so interesting though, because a lot of uh, cultures, you know, I'll just mm-hmm. definitely say African-American culture for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a stigma. Uh, yeah. Asian cultures, they the same thing. They don't want to yeah. deal with, uh, they mm-hmm. don't want to go. And if something's wrong, they just say, you know, just ignore it and keep powering through. Yeah, Stiff upper lip. Stiff, uh, right. Keep moving. Keep moving. And that is not a way to uh, deal with an injury. I see, I see this in the physical world all the time. People come, I'm usually the last person they come to mm-hmm. because they've tried to muscle through it or even other doctors are like, oh, it's just, you're just getting old. And it's like, no, you had an injury. So, you know, ask, it, it, it just made it easier for me to look at it from a physical or, or a medical point of view and just go, oh, this is an injury. I should get this looked at. Right. And it, there was something in my brain that just went, this is just as if you broke your leg. Yeah. And it took the stigma away from me. Yeah. It made it easier for me to say, I, I could use some help here. And at the same time, I was actually um, in touch with a friend of mine who, because uh, I, I didn't know for 30 years that I had benefits through the VA. Mm-hmm. I knew that I served my country. I just didn't know that I had the, the benefits. I, yeah. I didn't know I had the benefits because nobody at that point in time says, okay, once you get out of the right. military and things, you have to transfer over to these, the civilian VA. Right. And nobody make that connection. Right. And so after, you know, a little bit of work two years ago, actually, when we first started talking about me writing the book, mm-hmm. 
I remember I was sitting there and I was going, and I thought I was going to write a completely different book, as right. you had said. But mm-hmm. This one came out. But I realized as I started going, and this was going to be the book, I'm like, I, I can't do this until I do some more therapy. Yeah. I need more tools. Yeah. And so, so I did. brought up some things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just I mean, especially, yeah, doing the work. Yeah. And so I learned, I learned so much there. I learned, you know, and it's like anything. You, you start getting definitions and, and, it, and things, you know, the, the confusion that once was actually starts to be reorganized because there's different definitions put to things. Yeah. I'm not crazy. This is a normal reaction to this that happened. And these, and these, this is the wheel that, of emotion that comes out of all of those things. It's right. like, oh, I mean, light bulbs all day long. All day long. Let's, all day. let's talk about some hurdles because, yeah. you know, um, you obviously, you know, and we've talked about this physical scars and, 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 and life journey and ups and downs and things. So you didn't realize that you had this PTS till recently. But mm-hmm. tell me some stuff that you've gone through in your past that, you know, you've had to overcome, you know, just building up to this place you're at now. Um, definitely the stigma of asking for help mm-hmm. is a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, realizing that that's not a shameful thing because, and the other thing that the word shame, yeah. I never realized how much shame I had around my inability to function the way I thought other people function. Mm. And there was a, and, and overcoming the shame of it because that's a cycle in and of itself. Right. You know, oh, I need help. Oh, you're a terrible person because you need help or whatever, whatever right. the voice is in the head, you know, and then, then it cycles you back and then you just shut down. Right. I mean, every, everything works towards you shutting down. Yeah. And it is, and it's, it's a battle to not. Yeah. It's a battle to engage. It's a, it's, it's, you know, and I, and I have to say Brene Brown, I don't know. I'm yes. sure you've heard of her. She's, uh-huh. I, I saw her uh, call to courage mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole, you know, reconnecting with people is, is allowing people to see you and you and being and allowing yourself to be seen. You see, yeah. And that was something that I never did because of the shame yeah. that was associated with it. It's like, I, and the other, and, and also a protection thing too. One of the, one of the things that I had to overcome is I don't have to protect everybody. Oh yeah. And I don't have to protect them from me because right. I was afraid. I knew what this had done to me. I was afraid if I spoke to somebody and told somebody all the, the things that were going on in my head, mm-hmm. if I, I knew what it did to me, I'm not going to put that on somebody else. Cause I would not want that to happen to them. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not, that's wrong thinking. Yeah, that's interesting because I was literally going to ask you, so give me an example of, because people are going through things and they're not sure exactly what is going on. What is the, you know, what do I have? Why do I think this way? Is this normal? Yeah. yeah. yeah so what, what made you go, wait, no, I can't go like on like this anymore. I need to go seek help. Because I remember yeah. talking to you when you were working on the book and all of a sudden, you know, I hadn't talked to you for a little bit and you, you're like, you know, I'm. I'm doing some work. I'm, I need to do this first. Yeah. Yeah. What made you do that? Um, part of it was that I really, really wanted to write the book. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I had to, I had to get, and you, you've said that in different ways, I, it had to come out. It had to come out. Yeah. It had to come out and it was not going to come out unless I got some tools. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I've been an athlete long enough. I've been, you know, an instructor long enough to understand that, 
you will, I will always be stuck unless I get the tools that I need to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. You have to, you've got to get tools. You've got to get some, some, um, I guess tools are the best word that I can think of is is you've got to have these things so you can, you can work your way through this. And so, um, and part of it was, you know, I was, I I became quite an observer. You know, I wasn't much of a talker because you you don't talk, right? you know, in fact, I'm talking more these days, I think that I have ever in my entire life. Really? Hysterical. Yeah. Um, And I think my mom's noticing it too. It's just, we're we're cracking up. It's like, Oh, talking a lot right now. (laughs) Well, apparently I've had a lot to say. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, the whole talking and sharing was huge and, and just, just expressing, you know, a little bit about, about what's going on. And, and that's, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But I noticed that in my observations, because I became a, a big observer of, of people, I realized that, let's just say a trigger, you know, something like somebody cutting me off in the street, you know, mm-hmm. I'm driving along and they just cut me off and they just do something kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just almost immediately jump into a rage. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing, you know, that's not really normal. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if we want to put normal on that, but it, right. was, it was, that was a bit of an extreme. Right. You know, and, and, and so I would see things like that happen and I would see, you know, maybe I wouldn't say something, but boy, you could just feel that tension inside you just yeah. kind of on certain triggers. I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. And, you know, so you just start, I just started realizing Observing that, those things about yeah. yourself. Being right. self-aware about certain things about yourself that didn't just didn't seem quite right. Right. And that's an interesting thing because scar tissue, when you talk about physical scar tissue, it tends to be, it has a numbness to the touch. You know, like if you have the scar and somebody touches it, it tends to be a little bit more numb. There's not as much information. Mm-hmm. And when you're in PTS, when you've got, you know, those kind of issues going on, there's a numbness inside. So you're not even, not even reacting. You're not even, not even aware that you're doing a lot of things. It's just knee jerk. Just knee jerk reactions. Knee jerk. So becoming aware is, you know, it's like anything. You, you become aware of what's going on, and that starts. It. I would hope it would start a, a dialogue at least within yourself that maybe I could maybe maybe help would be good here. Would be Beth Bowie, Yes. So um, I know that you, you know, you were constantly working with people. You got your book done. You're excited about this. Yes. Uh, and. How has this changed your physical business, your, you know, your actual scar business? Has it changed it at all? Um, it's informed it. It's, you know, everything for me is about information, you know, and um, it's interesting because with all these, with what we're going through right now with this pandemic, mm-hmm. um, my business actually dropped by about 80%. My physical business, my, my scar tissue dropped for about, about 80% for a couple of weeks. And then it's, it's actually been built back up, mm-hmm. but um, it hasn't really changed it that much. Uh, I think it just, it, it gives more um, I, I, probably awareness. Now I'm, I'm so much more aware of a lot of the physical things that people are dealing with. A lot of them are, are, are tension based. Yeah. You know, people have got their shoulders up in their ears because they're scared or, they're protecting themselves and that, that perpetuates certain physiological th- or, or physical things that I'm dealing with with them. 
And so, you know, it's interesting, the greatest way to fix a shoulder injury or a knee injury is actually to open up the shoulders or open up the hips. So it's interesting. You have to open, open open it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm actually able to, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a better healer Mm -hmm. because of the things that I've learned emotionally. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's making me better at what I do. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. What would you tell someone? Because like, like you said, I'm talking to all these entrepreneurs, these women that are, you know, they might be dealing with uh, their own stresses at home. Like we, they weren't counting on being at home with their whole Mm. family and homeschooling and trying to do a business and dealing with planning on that. Right. Plus not having, um, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, this uncertainty that's happening in their life. What advice would you give them right now to deal with stress? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that's really interesting because one of the, um, one of the mechanisms in us as humans and actually all animals is what's called fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. And, and, it's it that's another normal thing that happens it's 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 an automatic reaction and and when there's danger that happens mm-hmm. what happens is and that's it's good we need to have that when we're in an extended time of anxiety like now or mm-hmm. or uncertainty i should say it creates anxiety and anxiety is a long term kind of thing yeah you know fear is like right now anxiety continues mm-hmm. and fight flight or freeze there's there's certain things that happen in the in the in we tend to lose sleep. We tend to not sleep well. Um, we tend to, our uh, digestive system kind of can get upset, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're in fight, flight, or freeze, when you're in that elevated anxiety, certain, um, certain uh, physiolo- physiological things shut down in order to keep you ready to run, fight, or do whatever you have to do. Right. And so what I would highly suggest to people is A, do everything you possibly can to, to rest when you can. Yeah. Sleep is sleep and rest are terribly underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to do that with athletes too. Uh, more injuries happen from overtraining than undertraining. Yeah. You know, people are, you know, more uh, productive as athletes when they rest more. So rest as much as you can. Um, but also the big one is when talk, just talk. Yeah. You know, if, if you're with your, and your kids get it because your kids are feeling it too. And your, your spouses or your, or your significant others, you know, come from a place of grace and just say, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling an awful lot of tension these days and I'm getting, I'm getting kind of irritable yeah. and, and irritability is a big one mm-hmm. because if you're not resting and you're kind of scared all the time and you've got a lot of tension in your body, irritability goes up. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, and that's a really big one, PTSD too, yeah. is a constant irritability. And it was explained at the VA, which was one of the greatest, I put it in the book. It, it talks about how um, if there was a smoke alarm in your house and it was going off all the time, mm-hmm. which is really what's happening with all of us. We've yeah. got this little smoke alarm inside of us going off all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be pretty irritated. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be pretty hard to sleep. Yeah. It's really kind of hard to communicate because there's just this thing that's going off all the time. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening within a lot of us right now 
is we've got this smoke alarm that they can't tell the difference between steam and real danger. It can't tell you if it's steam or fire. Right. And the only way that you can really get through that is to communicate, right. talk to one another, you know, say, look, I'm sorry if I blew up. I'm sorry if I was short with you. I'm really, uh, you know, this is where I'm at. Maybe that's where you're at too. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the number one thing. Cause I never talked to anybody. Yeah. I didn't just talk. I just didn't talk. Just didn't talk. How are you? Fine. Yeah. Next. How are you? And just deflect. Everything was deflected. Yeah. But real healing comes in communication. Yeah. Well, that was, that, that's really, really good. I, I think that a lot of people can benefit from that, especially now. Um, and, and you don't have to get PTS. Here's another really key point that I've learned. You don't mm-hmm. have to get PTS just from the military. No. You have to get PTS from something you think is traumatic where you say, okay, this is traumatic, but what I went through what doesn't count. You know, you can get PTS from a lot of different A lot things. of things, yeah. A lot of things. Yes. And then I have PTS from my ex, I will go into my ex-husband. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that's real. It's real. It's I'm real. You. Yeah. You know, there's triggers that happen from all kinds of different things. And we all yeah. have something so do not feel bad about, you know, talking to someone, getting cleared up, taking care of yourself. I, I, I'm just so proud of you. Your new book, Rescue to Recovery, um, is a veteran's perspective of time serving the U.S. Coast Guard, all the lost years after, and after that and navigating the, you call the enigma of a post-traumatic stress. Yes. So I uh, definitely check her out. Can you give me on the website where we can find you? Yeah, I've got uh, my website. I've got two. One is for my scar tissue business and the other one is for the book. Um, mm-hmm. www.rescuetorecovery.com mm-hmm. is where you'll find uh, where I'll be putting links for um, this podcast and other podcasts, uh, the link to Amazon uh, where you can buy the book. And, um, and then my other one is www. TNT like dynamite TNT pain therapy.com. And, uh, that's if anybody in the local area needs help, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's, but you know, you're, you're absolutely right. PTS does not have to, uh, there's so many people that it's not just military. It's not just leaders and there's no comparison. That's the other thing I would always say I was not in combat. I, you know, I didn't have anybody, well, I did have people shooting at me, but that, you know, (laughs) but you know, I mean, not like I was, I wasn't in, and I wasn't in war and I would, I would so compare it. And it's like, I don't need help. Somebody else does. Right. You know, and that's not true. We cannot compare. I cannot compare my trauma to your trauma. I cannot compare my life to your life. If, if, if I'm irritable and I'm going through these things, or if you're going through, it's all the same. That's right. We are all just humans just getting through this human experience experience here as best we can yeah and if we can love each other through it and be gracious through it and talk about it and and be kind wow what a great place we could have that's right you know well tracy you have been amazing and i uh like i said definitely check her out rescue to recovery.com or tnt what's the other one tnt pain therapy.com tnt pain therapy so, uh, oh, your book is coming out on June 9th. June 9th. Please yes. Check her out June 9th. And uh, we cannot wait to see Cannot it. wait. <laughs> cannot wait for it to come out. I'm so darn excited. Thank you, Tracy.
Thanks so much, Tam. I appreciate you so much. Thank you.